Wings Up, a podcast about FAMU athletics, is here to talk about FAMU in a positive light, what's going on, and always keep you abreast as to the most up-to-date events related to FAMU athletics, whether it's football, basketball, tennis, or even FAMU golf. We're going to talk about it. We're going to bring it up to the light. We're going to share it so that you can brag and tell all your other friends in the swag that FAMU is the greatest school on this side of heaven. I'm Keith Hadley, and I am a graduate of Florida University, and I also run the FAMU Fifth Quarter on Twitter. Like the Twitter page, follow it, and make sure you share it with your friends so that they can keep up to date as to how great FAMU is, so that if they're not a Rattler, they can know their kids need to be. Greetings and salutations. Another episode of Fangs Up here, y'all. And I am super excited about what we've been doing on go, doing with our football program and other athletic profiles here. And I'm going to start off by talking about football because football is what brings in the butts to the seats. And my beautiful, lovely wife is walking up to bring me some French fries. And yes, I just said that on public radio because my wife is fine, y'all. Ooh, she do it for me. And she's supposed to bring me a Coca-Cola, but she's trying to be quiet because I'm putting her on Front Street and Blast Avenue. Anyways, though, um, we are also going to be talking about men's basketball, volleyball, women's basketball. And we're going to go inside the Rattlers Den to see who's the man for the upcoming season, especially out of the receivers room that you may not have known about, though. So that's the big thing there, y'all. Uh, I Let me go ahead and say I, I think I'm going to use this microphone on the youtube podcast because it sounds a whole lot better i'm not even gonna lie to y'all got a new microphone screen all kind of stuff because i want to give you the best product possible famu has had a host of visits though so we're gonna start with the football program and seabreeze high school is one of those schools that is here in central florida we also are gonna have jones high school the great jones high school if you're familiar with one cat gordon they were also at Florida A&M University. We also saw schools from South Florida, like Miami Southridge and other schools from across the state of Florida that came in and visited Florida A&M University. And I, for one, feel like that is the best way to build a program. You have to be able to build relationships with the coaches that are in the area that you are in. And if you're not able to do so, it's not going to be as fun as it should be. And it's not going to be as productive as it should be as an athletic program. And that's just me being honest. I I really feel like FAMU is a, it's a good program. It's not the best, just being honest, but it's a very good program. And when I say it's not the best, I'm not saying for its level. I'm saying Alabama and FAMU ain't the same. I I mean, I'm just saying it's a different vibe though. Like you're going to get a different vibe in Tuscaloosa than you will in Tallahassee. Like Tuscaloosa is a beautiful city, but it's a different vibe. So We have to continue to get these students on campus and doing visits with us. Part of this is also we have coaches that are going out and about and coach Rispris or coach to bless. I just be like, what's up, coach? Oh, but he's going to be at the stamp camp tour event in East Strasburg, Pennsylvania. And that's going to be at Strasburg State University, June 18th, 2022, which would be Saturday. Um, And. Hopefully, Coach, take some pictures. If you're listening to this, take some pictures. Show show whatever you can. If you got to, you know, send it to your friends or whatever, man. Like, we, we need some positive publicity and press about FAMU all the time because the haters are running rampant in these hit streets, y'all. I'm telling you, they're everywhere. Uh, but 
more in the realm of football is Bragg Memorial Stadium's renovations continue and it continues to be a beautiful edifice and a beautiful facility in its renovation process. I was there for the spring game and I was very pleased when I entered the stadium. I came in on the student side, meaning the eastern side of the stadium, and it, it looked really nice. It was in comparison to what I had seen the last time I went to the stadium. I was very impressed and very pleased, not only as a fan, but as an alumni to be able to see that my university is growing. I, I, I want growth. I want change. I, I lament when we lose buildings and whatnot that are historical, but I love the fact that the program is growing and I want us to continue to grow. I, I have ideas that our football stadium should be even better. I feel like the North end zone should eventually be closed in and Bragg stadium should become a horseshoe seating somewhere around 30,000. The North, the South end zone where the field house, the field house should honestly probably be raised and rebuilt to include a weight room locker rooms, meeting facilities. And I mean, I'm not saying two locker rooms, maybe three, a guest a locker room for family DRS, a locker room for the university and a locker room for the visitors. And maybe even be able for DRS or other teams to use the guest locker rooms so that our players don't have to move their stuff. They can just leave their stuff in the home team locker room, then include maybe a level with meeting rooms and a grand meeting area and then a party deck where all the stuff that goes in the south end zone can take place and you can charge a nominal fee for doing such again just an idea i'm not an architect or an engineer i'm just a fan that loves visiting stadiums and i think it would be a great idea imagine bragg stadium not imagine remember bragg stadium when there's thirty thousand in that place it's mick liddy with a side of fries um but that being said, FAMU also, referring to the football program, had two All-Americans make the Athlon Sports Preseason All-American list. The first being Isaiah Land. Isaiah Land is a linebacker slash defensive end, number 31, Buck Buchanan award-winning uh, player. And he played 12 games last year, 11 assisted tackles, 32 solo tackles, 43 total, 19 sacks, which is stupid, one recovered fumble and three forced fumbles. The dude was a one-man wrecking crew. And he didn't do it by himself, though. Let's not forget, fam, you had Savion Williams on the defensive line. You have General Hunt, who's coming back on the defensive line. FAMU's defense was really good last year. I mean, look at the hell that FAMU raised against Jackson State. Granted, their offensive line didn't have a great season last year. But still, FAMU's defense was very good, very stout for much of the season. And... Hopefully, with more experience, we continue to get that. I mean, you got B.J. Bowler coming back in the secondary. His Both bowlers, his brother's back there, too. Crazy thing is B.J. is a shorter of the two. So, I'm excited. I'm here for it, and I'm supporting it. Another dude is going to be K-Dot. K-Dot is our other All-American. And from what I've been able to see, FAMU is the only HBCU with All-Americans on the Athlon All-American list. And K-Dot, that being Jamari Sharid, he is number 10. He is a 5'7", 175 pound senior who played in 12 games 55 catches 622 yards 11 yards per catch 51 yards per game why am i going so fast because i just finished talking about jamari Sharid in the last episode he was one of those three players that you need to watch and 
Obviously, I'm not the only one who recognizes it. Other schools and other people have recognized it. And granted, he no, he didn't go for a thousand yards receiving, but none of FAMU's receivers did. I mean, that that's just this, let's just be honest about it. FAMU's receivers were there, but FAMU had to share not had to. FAMU shares the ball. We had, as I've mentioned, a thousand yard rusher last year. We rushed for over two thousand yards. McKay had a pretty good season. Statistically, he's one of the better quarterbacks in the stack and the swack. Again, statistically. I didn't say all this other stuff. Statistically, he's one of the better quarterbacks in the Southwestern Athletic Conference. So we're going to see again who what what's going to be going on. FAMU's recruiting efforts continue to go on. FAMU continues to not only recruit the best, but put itself in a position where we're able to draw the best talent. And that that's one of the hopes with us, with our new athletic director, whomever it is. Hopefully he understands and has a pulse on the happenings of college football, not the happenings of Florida A&M University. Bless that. I don't need I don't need that. You you can know what's going on at FAMU, but not realize that what's going on in the globe and the within the nucleus outside of FAMU is very important. Fundraising has to be a thing. Like you, you got to be able to continue to raise funds. That's one thing. A.D. Gaucher, Courtney Gaucher did very well. Gaucher was a hustler like dude was amazing at raising funds. He was able to get things at discounts when he could. And yeah, he broke some rules to do it potentially. I mean, I can't verify that, but in the same vein, he got stuff done. And that's something that family's going to need going forward. We need leadership that is going to push the needle, push the narrative and push administration administration as well as fans to do more. I mean, I, I'm not going to lie. I'm a member of the alumni association and it's not just because, Oh, I just wanted to join or I'm doing, I did it for clout. I did it because somebody that was a part of the alumni association told me, Hey man, you need to get off your butt and join the alumni association. I was not pressured to do it, but I was reminded why it was important. Like, Hey man, I understand all this gone on COVID hit. I was a member before COVID I joined. And once COVID hit, I was like, no, I'm good. And, it, and he, he made it plain. The stuff you're talking about is not going to get fixed if you're not a member of the Alumni Association. And once it was cut and dry like that, I said, well, OK, I need to do that because I, I get I give for the 1887 strikes and all the little things. I, I give eighteen dollars and eighty seven cents whenever that little stuff comes up. I give. But at the same point, I'm I'm not a member of the Alumni Association at certain times, and I wasn't able to have my voice be as effective. So we got to have a athletic director that can push people like me that are, Hey, I'm not balling. I'm not rich, but I want to give back and I want to see better for FAMU. You got to have that because when I walk into Bragg and the stadium looks like it does now, I'm, I'm encouraged. I'm inspired. I'm, I'm wanting to be a part of that. When I walk into the field house and I see, okay, these facilities look a whole hell of a lot better than they did 10 years ago. Hell, five years ago, I'm inspired to want to give. But now it's the next level. We can't have somebody who's just going to rest and say, OK, this is a nice facility. I just need to keep it up. No, you, you, we got to we got to get better. We got to do greater. We are the premier historically black college and university in the state of Florida. And I would darn near say within the southeast, we're top three. Maybe top five, but 
I'm not being erudite or arrogant in saying that. Look at our alumni base. Look at our student population. FAMU's got one main campus, unlike Southern, where you got two. And one of yours is both of yours in major cities. FAMU's main campus is in the state capital of Florida. Tallahassee ain't that big. Sorry to break it to you. Alas, we're one of the largest historically black colleges in the nation, and the Board of Governors ain't doing a God-blessed thing to help us. You got to be able to work with that as athletic director to take that advantage of that, to get those fans that are like me that are somewhat disenchanted with some of what is going on. You got to get us back involved because that's how you're going to continue to bring the recruits in. Because as much as I can share and like and retweet stuff on Twitter, it's not an official fan you page. It's just me being a zealous fan and a person that has a passion for the university sharing and telling people about what is going on on campus that at a certain point that has to fall onto the university as well as its leadership to say, Hey, we, we got to keep pushing the needle because we have great leadership. I AD assistant AD Keith. I've met him and dude rolled out the red carpet for somebody who is a plebeian. I mean, I'm just a normal Joe. I'm a regular guy. And when I tell you FAMU athletics has treated me, so well as a person that is brand new to covering you would think I had some some type of clout the way I was treated and the respect I've been given and we need to continue that and the the alumni need to feel that as well so I'm appreciative to every one of y'all that take the time to listen and who share because these are my thoughts these are my ideas and I back them up with data I don't say things recklessly I'm not I'm never going to lie to you on purpose. If I lie to you, it was an accident or I got bad information. But I'm just telling y'all, like, we need that. We need visionaries who are able to see the benefits of the Atlanta Classic, of the Orange Blossom Classic. FAMU needs to be in major cities across the southeastern United States continuously. You, we need to be in your mouth, in your pocketbook, and in your eye as a university. And I think us doing that is part of the success of the football program that is going on now, along with having people that are aggressive and pointed in their attack and desire to do greater. Like, I'm, I'm just saying, I'm, I'll say it once and I'll say it to Coach's face. Coach Rispus, you're not going to be at FAMU for long if you keep this up. And it's because you're, you're destined for greater. Because you're pushing so hard. You're trying to be great. And you are drawing attention of other people. I'm not the only person that sees it. I, I'm, I'm just saying. Like, we, one of our coaches is headed to be with the Chicago Bears right now. Like, come on, y'all. We, we just we we just lost a coach a few a few a few months ago, Coach Black, to the Los Angeles Rams. FAMU is again becoming a place where dreams come true, and it's always been that. But it's now becoming a place where the academic staff and the professionals that are involved in the happenings around the university are being able to achieve their dreams and accomplish their goals. And that's something that you can't sleep on. You got to talk about it like just saying like that. That's something that we have to continue to see. And if you hear me kind of uh, bumbling along on the computer, I was trying to find coach's name, but it it, it escapes me right now. So, again, y'all great things happening within the FAMU football program. And I'm very pleased. I'm excited. I got to see the coaches at the event 
few weeks ago and they they're about the business so i'm gonna hit up and see if i can get coach simmons on here eventually uh but i'm gonna have a surprise guest for y'all next week i'm just saying surprise surprise don't be surprised at too surprised at who is who it is but we're working on some things and we're gonna take a short break y'all it's always fangs up all right y'all welcome back good to be here uh at the end of the episode i'm definitely gonna ask y'all a question about the technology y'all we have moved over to not only having the audio podcast but if you're not aware we also have the video version of the podcast much in the idea of Jalen and Jacoby I am a huge fan of their uh, work and their podcast the audio podcast is always going to be longer than the video just because I don't want to watch myself talk as long I don't know um, but just being real, the, the YouTube video is going to be shorter just because your attention span is much shorter. If, when you watch a YouTube video, you're probably going to watch for 20, 30 minutes at the most, unless someone's just highly entertaining. And I value myself as a person who's conversational, but at the same point, I'm a realist about the fact that I'm talking to a microphone and I'm still learning about some of the graphics and other things that are related to it this uh growth process that is the fangs up podcast but we are utilizing Streamyard. i am working on getting some audio clips and whatnot up there and i'm really thinking about seeing about getting some of these huddle films for some of these students i'm not going to be breaking down x and o's over a huddle film just because that's not my lane but i will definitely post the students huddle films online so if you do have a huddle film that you would like for me to view just like the fangs up Twitter page or the FQ FAMU Twitter page. I follow back the students and I'll highlight it, hype it up and just mention it. Just say, Hey coach, look at me, check it out. And especially if you get offered by FAMU, like let a brother know because we can put your film up there and that gives me content and that gives you a place to be seen. And it may not be FAMU you decide going to, but I do this in the best interest of the students. I, I really don't. I'm not that FAMU and that's that's so committed to FAMU that I can't see the benefit of students going to a place that suits them best or fits them best. So uh, let's continue going on, though. We're talking about men's basketball, volleyball, and we're going to talk about women's basketball as well. Because uh, <laughs> Scotty kind of killed them, man. Respects to uh, Scotty and what he does with off script. I, I do enjoy his, his podcast and his show. He's he's very funny. He's also knowledgeable. But the FAMU basketball program, men's basketball, that is, offered two players. One is going to be C.J. Ingram, a 6'4", 170-pound guard from Hawthorne High School in Hawthorne, Florida. And Hawthorne High seems to be a Hawthorne middle through high school. Not very often that you see that anymore. He's a 2025 prospect. But what makes him very interesting is he's a two-sport athlete. He plays both quarterback and as well as being a guard for the Hawthorne Hornets, I believe is their mascot. And that's interesting. That that gives me the remembrance or the recollection, um, looking for the proper term, but it escapes me. Uh, but it reminds me of Charlie Ward. Charlie Ward was one of my favorite players growing up. I was a diehard and still am diehard Seminole fan as well as a diehard FAMU fan. Those, those are my two favorite college football teams. And I sometimes I wear Garner and Gold. Sometimes I wear Orange and Green. I'm always going to rep Tallahassee. I got to get some TCC stuff, though, because 
I did go to TCC for uh, a few years and I got my, my associate's degree from there, but I'm a Tallahassee fan. I love everything in Tallahassee. I, I don't care if you go to Leon High School. I went to Lincoln. I'm going to cheer you on anytime you're not playing the Trojans. And so I'm just one of those. I'm one of those Tallahassee people. And we're able to see, though, small school product. Again, he's a, a 2025 recruit. So he's got a ways to go. But Ingram has some recruiting offers from some schools that you might want to pay attention to. And as always, when we get students like this who are receiving offers from FAMU, I keep it I keep it a buck with you. I don't lie to you. I don't tell you that we're going to get every student that we sign or every student that we offer. I should uh, say I, I, I just keep it really honest with y'all. And if things continue to go in the way they are with Ingram, I doubt we get him. Uh, just being honest, I'm scrolling down his page, but he's he's got some big offers, y'all. And as far as just other schools that have started to offer him, and it's going to be interesting to see because he has offers from both football and as well as uh, basketball. And that's going to be interesting just for me to see on my end. Again, some smaller schools have offered, but it's going to be interesting to see. Will you get a chance to continue to offer him and to be a viable option for him? Because we, we definitely understand that students who have better options are going to take the best options. It, it's just like you or me. If I find a better job option, I'm taking it. I'm, I'm sorry if I if I'm working at, at McDowell's and, and I'm and I'm in the back washing lettuce. I'm trying to get up front because that's where the big money gets made. <laughs> R.I.P. Louis Anderson. Um, that's when the big bucks come rolling in. Is the phrase from the movie. Next guy is going to be Peyton Williams, six eight forward from Tampa, Florida. He attends Lawson State Community College and. He's going to be coming out soon. And this is, again, FAMU continues to, I, for some reason, I want to use the word pro- proliferate. I don't think that's the right term, but continues to utilize the transfer portal and the JUCO route to be able to recruit and to be able to obtain talent. And that is vital to the success of programs such as Florida a University because it's not viable that we're going to be able to sign a recruit as a freshman and keep him for four years. And it's not just us. It's any school that is playing college basketball. And for lack of a better term, college athletics right now, it's very unlikely that a student is going to stay at one school for four years, unless it's mama, daddy, peanut, nuck, nuck, little pistol starter, little rock, rock, the whole crew went to FAMU. He's not staying at FAMU either. It's, it's just like, let's be honest for most of our students. Like, Especially sports like basketball, it's not going to happen. Football, you're going to get a good amount of them that stay. I would speculate if you get a solid recruiting class, you keeping 50 to 60% of that recruiting class is spectacular. But for most years, attrition is going to be very high. And with the advent of the transfer portal, until students realize that the grass ain't always greener on the other side, it's going to continue to be an issue where the attrition rates through these classes is going to be very high. We even saw a great example of that was Florida State's first class. Mike Norvell has almost none of those students that have stuck. Maybe two of those recruits stuck out of all of them. Look at the FAMU's last couple of classes. I mean, we've suffered some attrition. It hasn't been as bad, largely because there's success, but also because we're not losing. There's stability in the coaching staff. There's stability in the coaching ranks. And 
that's something that you need to have a great program. And speaking of stability, probably the most stable program at Florida A&M University next to the baseball program and the football program would probably be that volleyball program and the golf program too. Volleyball has long been one of the best programs at Florida A&M University. I remember growing up, teams came into Gaither and you knew they was walking out with an L. It was just like, oh, they're going to win. They're going to the NCAA tournament. They're probably going to play the Gators or the Seminoles. They might lose, but they're going to give them a fight. And it was just, it was expected. FAMU routinely made the NCAA tournament in volleyball. And now the SWAC champions, the champions of the Southwestern Athletic Conference, Florida A&M University, have signed three students who are transferring over. And we got some, woo, we got some monsters, y'all. I don't like to say dogs. I don't, I don't, especially when I'm referring to females. I don't, I don't, just not, that's not me. That's not my cup of tea. But we got some girls, y'all. These girls, woo. They, 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 they are like that. They, 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 they're them. They are them. First one is Aja Jones, six one senior from Florida Gulf Coast, Venice High School, Venice, Florida. She's a middle blocker, thirty three starts, and she helped Florida Gulf Coast win the Atlantic Sun. And that's no small feat. The Atlantic Sun is obviously mostly in the southeastern United States, but it's a pretty solid conference. Not amazing, but a solid conference. Pretty good competition. I believe we played them last year, if I remember correctly. I want to say I watched that game on ESPN3 uh, last season. Excuse the uh. But, yeah, I, I, I'm excited about that one. Another one is Brooklyn Watts, 5'9", sophomore from Murray State, Arundel High School, Ordington, Maryland. She was the Ohio Valley Conference Freshman of the Year. And, oh, girl, is a is, she, she's like that. She is like that. She had the most kills by a freshman in Murray State history. And she's coming over from that conference down to the SWAC. And I'm just telling y'all, I, I, I've i never said FAMU's going to run the SWAC. But if this continues, FAMU's volleyball is going to be just, it's going to be, it's going to be that program that you look for in the SWAC. I, I'm, I'm here for it. And I'm excited for it. I'm not even going to lie. And this is partially because we have good facilities. We've invested in facilities. And a lot of the stuff that was done as Gauthier was getting out the door, and maybe that was set up before he got there, is assisting in the growth of the program and its success. So I, I, I'm here for it. I, I need that. Another athlete is going to be Brooke Hudson. She's a 5'3 senior from Colorado State University, Cypress Lake High School, Houston, Texas, and she's a defensive specialist. And for me, I like that. I, I I can resonate with that because I, I'm not six feet tall. I'm closer to five feet eight. And when I used to play volleyball, I could hit the net. But once I started becoming a little less athletic, um, I couldn't always get the ball over the net when I was trying to spike. My hand would hit the net. She's a defensive specialist. And look at her pictures if you're looking at the FQ family Twitter page. And if you're not following that page, what are you doing? <laughs> but Look at the look at the picture. She's there setting the ball in the picture that I found and in the digital uh, media that I created. She was setting the ball and I'm looking for her to continue to be that athlete. I believe she's kind of had the knee pads on just to protect herself, but continue to be that athlete. Hopefully the students are able to hit the sand, the sand pits so that they can preserve their bodies. We have sand pits at Florida State. There are also some just downtown Tallahassee sand volleyball pits, but the the. 
FAMU volleyball program is looking to come back into a period of growth, another renaissance. The renaissance of FAMU volleyball was definitely the early 2000s, late 90s maybe, but I believe Coach's last day was tripping off, and he was able to recruit a lot of international students came through Florida A&M University, both through volleyball as well as men's tennis. I remember having a classmate, AP, he was on the tennis team when we were getting rid of it, and it sucked. It was like, man, this this is affecting one of my classmates. This isn't cool. But that program has long been an area that FAMU has been able to champion and utilize to celebrate the brand. And I really encourage all of us FAMUans to go support the volleyball team. I think what we should do is make the women's volleyball team the team that we support. Just go out there. Go out there and go bananas. Act like how the SEC has taken over and made gymnastics something that people go to. And literally, they're just going there. I think they're going there to get drunk. I don't think they have to know what the hell is going on. But let's go there and celebrate them. Let's become a school where Gaither is filled, half filled with people going to see FAMU volleyball and it becomes an imposing atmosphere because if you create an imposing atmosphere and you create a winning program, you're going to draw talent and you draw talent, you're going to draw championships. And one thing begots the next, begots the next, begots the next. And we have a viable product. We're in a great area. The season is at the perfect time. It's one of the first times at the beginning of the year, volleyball hits Everything else is over. And I'm just saying, I think volleyball should be one of those sports that we build on. Before we go adding 17 other sports that we ain't going to support, let's support the ones we have. Let's become better about supporting family volleyball. And maybe let's have some of the games on Friday nights before some of the football games. Family volleyball has a game. Let's go out there, support it, and then go out there and party and have some fun on Perry Street. All right, y'all. Thank y'all for staying with me, y'all. Again, let's continue to support the women's volleyball team. We don't have a men's volleyball team as of yet, but let's continue to look to support them. Uh, the other thing that we had going on, and this we're going to do this before we go inside the Rattlers' den, is, man, Coach Pillow got killed, especially by off script. If you were listening uh, to Scotty on, I believe it was Monday or Tuesday, and he made he made fun of the situation. He made light of it. But it's a question that ONG Strike Zone kind of hinted at the other day. They said about two weeks ago, like, yo, coach, got to win some games. Otherwise, there may be some changes being made. And uh, this recruiting year has been kind of quiet. Not a lot of noise going on as far as from the FAMU women's basketball program, especially in light of the men's basketball program, making a lot of noise. And Coach McCullum is not the most socially active coach that we have. He's probably, he ain't the least because our softball coach doesn't do much on social media either. Neither does the baseball program. But for the top revenue producing sports or most popular sports, Coach McCullum is probably the most boring of the coaches up there. That's just social media doesn't seem to be his thing, but it's working because the program is winning. Like he doesn't have to post a lot because the team is winning. Guess what? I don't have to do if I'm Bill Belichick. Tell you I'm Bill Belichick. I can be boring. 
I can be cantankerous. I can be a all but a hermit that doesn't want to be around people. But guess what? I'm winning and winning sells and winning is something that I don't have to tell you I'm doing. You notice it. And guess what FAMU's basketball program did? The men's program won. The girls didn't. And it was for a litany of reasons that include COVID and injuries. Now, me being a person that covers FAMU athletics almost exclusively is going to notice that. I I know this. I'm sure they know this as well. But those that are not a part of the landscape of people who cover FAMU athletics are not going to know it. They're not going to care and they're not going to want to talk about it because it's not pushing the needle and it's not pushing the narrative. And it doesn't go on to make it seem like FAMU sucks. I'm just going to be honest. Like I, I was in a little chat the other day, yesterday, and half their argument was they just don't like FAMU. That's cool. You don't have to like us, but don't keep bringing my, don't keep bringing my name up if you don't like me. I'm one of them people. Like if you don't like me that much, just don't talk about me. And you'll notice a lot of them really, for some reason, don't like us. And that's cool. Like, yeah, at times we're braggadocious. At times we can seem as we're if we're arrogant, but it's because our school is what it is. Like it's one of the largest schools in the conference and we just joined the conference. It great journalism program. SBI is awesome. Third largest stadium in the conference, fourth largest, something like that. Like and it's brand spanking new pretty much. Really nice basketball arena. I mean, I'm just saying for a program that's been in here one year. To come over and all of a sudden become the second, second, have the second highest attendance in football ain't saying much about the rest of y'all jokers. Considering our stadium ain't the second largest. So, I mean, it is what it is, but that smoke was somewhat deserved. And we got to bring in more talent. The The running gag is our girls are too cute. And I, I'm just going to say this. If. I'm one of the girls on the family basketball team. And if you hear me say this, please go back and find that video and have these people say that y'all can't do it because they're doubting you They're I'm not even going to they're doubting you. They're saying you're not good. They're saying you're too pretty and that you're not good basketball players because you're pretty. They're saying y'all are a bunch of really pretty girls who can't play basketball. You're a bunch of models and all this other stuff. That's what's being said about you. And okay, well and good. Don't hate because they're pretty. But same point, if you want to shut them up, you got to win. And we have to get acquire more talent and develop the talent we already have. That's just point blank and period. And we did bring in Skylar Baltzegger, the 6'2 guard from College of Charleston. And hopefully she's a ball dominant guard. I, I want somebody who has the ball a lot in their hands. And that can score because look at what we were last year. If I can get a person that could score 20 points, hell, some of the games will at least be close. Like we would get mollywop some of them, some of them games for no stupid reason. And it was because people were tired. We didn't have enough available talent. You go in some games where you literally have seven people that are available. By the second half, the games were, were blowouts and it wasn't close. And it was because injury and other stuff crept in and it came in to bite us in the butt all right y'all short segment there partially because the last one got cut off we're going to finish off by going inside the rattlers den and we're going to talk about two players i tried to give you three but i only got two from the receivers room that you should look out for that hmm, maybe they're lesser known players 
As always, y'all, some me fangs up. All right, y'all, let's finish up. We're going to go inside the den. I didn't say Rattlers this time. Aren't y'all proud of me? Uh, and the question is, who's the man looking and uh, coming into this new season in the receiver room? But who's the man that you haven't talked about? Last week, I talked about who's the man. I gave you three players from the receiver room that you need to know about that are the leading receivers. But who is that guy? Mm, maybe he's new. Mm, maybe he's old. But who's a guy that you might be sleeping on? Who's that guy that you can sit up there with the program and say, hey, man, this guy here. Yeah, ain't nobody talking about him. I, I heard about him. Don't tell him who you don't tell him who you heard from. Just tell him to subscribe to the podcast. <laughs> I appreciate it. Uh, but who is it? First one is going to be Travante Davis, 6'1", 205 pound receiver from Flint, Michigan. He's a redshirt junior and he's transferred in from Division two Wayne State. He played in 11 games. He had 36 catches. He gained 686 yards. He averaged 18 yards per catch and averaged 62 yards per game. And he was their leading receiver. I, I could I, I could sell it another way, but he was the leading receiver at Wayne State. And he's moving up to a higher level of talent. And if you look at him in comparison to the other receivers in the receiver room, at 6'1", he's not a giant, but he's bigger than a lot of them. <laughs> and, for instance, uh, K-Dot's 5'7". Respectfully, I'm 5'8". I mean, I'm not very tall. But a 6'1 receiver, I, I, I haven't seen his 40 time. I want to see what his 40 looks like. I want to see what he looks like on the grass in comparison to his counterparts. But I also want to see what it looks like when... He's going against guys who are from Florida and got that Florida speed. And that's going to be interesting to me. That's going to be one of the things that I think is going to tell whether he's able to play on this level or not. And we're going to see in the first game against Jackson State because Shiloh is good. Like that, That's quietly one of the best corners in the SWAC. One of my favorites to watch. Like, FAMU secondary as a whole, I, I love watching our secondary. We, we have some freakish athletes back there some guys that are pretty tall guys like griffey that are crazy scarily athletic you also have dudes like sheldon uh that are huge as and the some of these guys have barely seen the field so famu is going to be a team that don't talk about us that, that's all i got to say don't talk about us and i'm gonna say it now we're not i'm not gonna say we run we're running through the swack i've never said that so anybody who's got that talking point Miss me with that. I never said it. You may have heard it on some some other area or somebody else saying it, but I've never said it. But FAMU is going to have a very good defense this year. Just look for it. I don't know if we finish in the top five in the SWAC. We should. But just because the advent of the transfer portal, I really wonder how good everyone's going to be because I, I got to see it. So many guys have come in and out of some of these programs that it's hard to give you a fair gauge. But – in the receiver room, look for Trevante Davis. The other receiver, and this is not fair. I'm cheating. Don't tell your friend about it. David Manigo. Manigo was on the receivers to watch last week and is on the receivers to watch this week. Why? Because he's kind of at that midpoint, for me at least. He has less than 300 
more than 300, sorry, less than 500 yards for the season. And Manigo, if you're not familiar, he's number 85, 6'3", 190, played in 12 games, 31 catches. Again, caught 365, caught 365 yards worth of whatever. Uh, he also had 11 yards per catch and 30 yards per game. That's not impressive if you look at it like a season total. But at the same point, it's not bad. It's a good season. He just... He's in an offense where Famu rushed rush for two thousand yards, and it it's just not a it's not the heavy passing offense that you think of. Even though we say Rack Boys two they didn't rack up them kind of yards like the old Rack Boys did. And it's not because Kane and Lamb and Jaquay Nunnally weren't on the field. It's just because we run the ball a lot more than we did back then, and the running game travels. And so those are the two guys that I personally feel from the receiving room that you have to keep an eye out for. We have some other guys, especially some of these freshmen, but for the season previews, I'm not including the freshmen in any of the information, even though I have a couple favorites already. Uh, That boy from Tampa, I'm I'm a fan. I'm a huge fan. I'm not even going to lie. Like, some of those boys from Reigns, I'm fans of already. Like they even even haven't have not even set foot on campus, and I am a big fan of these guys. Like I'm just saying, like you say what you want to about me, but yeah, yeah. TJ TJ uh, Damas, yeah, yeah, yeah. Demas, yeah. I'm a fan already. I'm a fan of his. Buddy hadn't even really set foot on campus, and I'm um, I'm a fan. I'm looking forward to seeing what he's going to do. So, um, but I can't put him on my top list for offensive line because I've never seen him. And this is his first time playing at division one football level talent. Like I'm not going to hype the kid up and tell y'all he's going to be the end all be all when I ain't seen it yet. But I feel like he's going to be pretty good. I'm not going to lie to y'all. I'm I'm pretty confident in what he's going to be able to do going forward. Um, it's just me. I, I, I'm on one of those, and I'm going to be honest with you all about that. Yeah, so, but, yeah, that's the uh, that's the show, y'all, and I appreciate y'all. I got a little questionnaire here on the podcast. Check out the FQFAMU Twitter page. Also, check out the Fangs Up podcast Twitter page. The Instagram page, I'm working on it, y'all. Facebook page, I'm also working on that. We also got a website coming out. Uh, and I'm not saying I'm working on it. Like, I already have it. I just have to do a better job of updating Facebook and Instagram. Instagram, I normally just put stuff onto my stories. And I'm going to use that more so when I'm at the games and when I'm at the events to take pictures. That's what Instagram is for, really taking pictures. And I'm going to u- utilize that mechanism and that platform to share what's going on kind of live and in the in person so that you can see it from maybe access that you may not have at the time. And hopefully I can be a vehicle to share the concerns and the loves of FAMU athletics and FAMUans all at the same time and follow like subscribe, all those good things. Y'all I definitely always appreciate you and please share with your friends. Let them know that we have some stuff out there for them. Uh, Last thing I do have a poll. That's what I was trying to remember. The poll is asking you about the audio quality. Tell me, how you felt about the audio quality of the YouTube episode. It is very similar to the 
digital podcast that you are listening to right now. Only difference is it's much shorter. It's much condensed. And I use a different microphone. I use my Bluetooth headphones opposed to using my snowball microphone with the blocker and everything else so that my voice doesn't pop and I don't sound like I'm just like blowing up in your ear. But let me know how you felt about the audio quality. Do I need to utilize the snowball microphone and talk on that when I utilize the the YouTube feed or is this fine just like it is with me using the Bluetooth? So when you're listening on that platform, let me know. Like go go check out the YouTube stream that I'm gonna upload and tell me what you think. I'm gonna utilize the uh snowball microphone as often as I can. I'm just trying to get the visuals right because for me it looks a little awkward when I'm talking into the microphone and then looking in the camera and trying to be all those things at one time. So uh just trying to create a better brand, a better product and a better fan experience for you and myself because I do listen to myself talk and my wife ignores me. <laughs> I'm joking. I'm joking. But thank y'all for listening, y'all. Uh check it out, share, like, subscribe, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, all those others are out there. It's always going to be fangs up.